I think we really got something in. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. The nightcap. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. On WGR Sports Radio 550. It still rings true. Every show about nothing will get you more reaction than the show's about something. Like, we've got, what, 36 hours? I'm terrible at math. That's a bad job. Less, less than, than 48. 48. <laughs> just, why didn't I just go with that? It's, it's an easy line. More than 24, less than 48. You don't have to do math. Like, we could just sit here for the next hour and talk about the ball rankings that I put out on Twitter today. I was disturbed by your ball rankings. I think most were. You know, if you, if you, that, I think they did the job then. To be fair, I put those together in like 12 seconds. So I didn't put almost any thought into it. I mean, I did, Joe. I guess, rank them in order of like what's the best ball. But yeah, there wasn't a ton of thought put going on. There. Something out with that much seriousness, you got to put more time into it because. <laughs> It's, People is, take their ball ranking seriously. It's respect. It's journalism <laughs> is what this is. Uh, I had uh, Snowball at number three was getting the most heat. What's wrong with Snowballs? I, I don't... I love a, love a good Snowball fight. I did like Meatball at two, right? That's oh. where you put Meatball? Yeah. Love, love Meatball Bomber. I think I could live off of Meatballs. Hmm. I could live off Meatballs, yeah. They're versatile. Very. You could put them in, in sandwiches and subs, the meatball bomber, spaghetti. Spaghetti. What else could you do You could just eat it? a meatball. Yeah, just a giant meatball. You could stuff them with something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make a, we, should make, we should go into business. Make a restaurant. Everything's meatballs. Yeah. How um, crazy. Let's get wild with some meatballs. Yeah, we, we could definitely do something crazy with, with balls of meat. <laughs> it's the nightcap with Joe DiBiase and uh, and Brendan Keeney here on WGR. Uh, Bills and Colts under 48 hours away. There you go. There's your line. It's correct now. Um, and the the closer we get to this game, I, I'm still not getting super amped up for it. it. It almost feels like a regular season game to me in a way. I think maybe once game day hits, it'll feel different. But I think... Like what? Why? Why is that? Like I want to know how hyped up Bills fans are for this game because it's not like a Bills playoff game or any Bills game I've ever experienced. It is a win and go on, lose and your season is over. But everyone expects you to win and most expect you to win comfortably. You know what I think it is? I think part of it is this season has been so amazing. It's almost incomprehensible that it could all just be over. Right at like four o'clock on Saturday afternoon. It just seems impossible. Like what was this year building up to? There's no way that everything that happened this year and the way in which the Bills started winning at the end of the year, going six and zero in the division, beating some legitimate teams for yeah. it all to end with a loss to the Phillip Rivers led yeah. Colts. And how's that and gonna it feel? Is so it is so possible. Like I agree with you in a way. Like it I haven't gotten amped up, but I've kind of had this feeling of nervousness. Like, this time next week, we could be strictly talking about the Sabres. Yeah, and well... And that's kind of a scary thought to me. Like, I don't want this mm-hmm. season to be done. I think I'm going to be extremely nervous come, like, noon yeah. uh, on Saturday. 
I, nervousness is it because right, like I mentally have not even prepared for them losing. I would imagine most fans have not mentally prepared for them losing. It just it would be so strange. It would be so weird where a team could have a streak, a stretch of play like they have had, and then lose to washed up. Maybe is a little strong. But a watered down version of Philip Rivers. That's a good, yeah, a good it, term. If, watered down. Yeah, if you lose to that team, a seven seed who just squeaked into the playoffs, at home, by the way, needed the Bills to get yeah, into the playoffs. That's that's not going to feel great, and it's gonna that's gonna fire up all old conversations of Ugh. is Josh Allen good enough to get you to a Super Bowl? Why can't he win a playoff game? Should we pay him because he still hasn't won a payoff playoff game? Are we gonna pay him the biggest contract in sports? Maybe uh, behind Mahomes, even though he's zero and two in playoffs. Like I don't want to have those conversations. No, I, I don't. I want to talk about who they could play in the second round of the playoffs, and I want to be doing that immediately after the game is over on Saturday. I want to know who I should be rooting for right. between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Right. Seven, day, seven days from right now, I want to be talking about why the Bills will beat the Steelers. Right. Or why the Bills will beat the Ravens slash Titans. That's what I want to be talking about, and I like I can't even put myself into the space of the season just being over just like that and it's just a, it's a scary thought like i was never this nervous when when the sabers went you know they they went to back to back eastern conference finals in 0506 0607 mm-hmm. it was never that feeling of nervousness before game 1 because okay they lose the first game of the, the series they have they can make this mm-hmm. up if you have a bad half against an 11 and 5 team with weapons, with a solid defense, yeah. you could be done. I mean, look what the Colts did to the Steelers in the first half. Yeah, look what the, I all mean, all over them. There, there's what's to say that can't happen. And I'm not saying that the the Bills' uh, offense would put them in the position of being down by that much. But what if they just have a bad half or a bad quarter? The Bills put up 28 against Miami in one quarter. The, the Colts. What if you have a bad quarter? The Colts have beaten a couple good teams this year. They beat Green Bay. And Tennessee. And Tennessee, back-to-back weeks. Like, they have that performance in them, I think. But, and, and, and this is tough, because this is, I think, what the playoffs also does to you. Because you're now living in a new reality. It's a whole new bubble of teams. And when you have a Colts team that might be on the bottom of all of these teams in this bubble, then it might make you think that, oh, well, of course they're going to win. Almost the same way as if the Bills, when they played the Broncos, you know, or when they played the Patriots. Like, yeah, of course they're going to win. This is a pushover. But had the Bills played the Colts four weeks ago in the regular season, we would not be walking into that game thinking it's a sure win. We would actually probably, before a Bills-Colts game in the regular season this season... Huge game. Yeah, and we'd be looking ahead to it. Like If we're trying to project like what their record's going to be, we'd be like, oh yeah, they're going to beat New England, they're going to beat Denver, and, you know, okay, well, this game's going to be close against uh, Tennessee, and then, oh, the Colts game, like they could lose that game. Like, I don't have to give them the win in that right. game if I'm picking the schedule. But now that we've arrived at the playoffs, it's almost like, oh, yeah, well, of course they're going to win. It's optics. It's just it's a numbers thing. It's like, oh, you see two versus seven, and you see in a, a six-and-a-half-point uh, spread. Yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah, this is the ESPN FPI has the Bills at, like, a 67% chance of winning this game. Yeah. I mean, that's 
It's great. It seems like a lot, but like one out of three is not uncommon. No, of course not. The, the Sabres won a lottery where it was 20%, you know? Yeah, exactly. Other teams have won lotteries at way longer odds. So, yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility the Colts will win this football game. But again, no one is mentally preparing for them to. Right. Nobody is. At least around here. I don't want to mentally prepare for it. I, I don't either. I would much rather be shocked by it. I don't want to pre- I want to like I want to take in this week in this feeling of the Bills are the favorite. The national media loves the Bills. Everyone here feels great about the Bills. I don't want to put it in my head that they could lose. I want to ride the wave, the fandom wave of this is what we've wanted for so long to be in this position. I'd much rather think positive than negative and then deal with it with whatever happens after the game. The team I keep thinking back to is the Baltimore Ravens. Last year? Last year, and even the year before that, because going like they, all year they weren't that team when Joe Flacco was their quarterback, but once Lamar Jackson took over in the 2018 season, like they hadn't lost. They, they went undefeated once, once uh, Jackson took over, and they fell short in the playoffs. And then, right, last year they're the one seed, and they lose in the second round of the playoffs. Like They never got off the ground, and that can happen. The reason I think this is different, though, and the reason I would even tell you I think it's less likely to happen to the Bills than it was to the Ravens is the style of football they play. Mm. Because the Ravens, with such a run-heavy style, with a defensive formula, if, if those two, one of those two don't show up on a given game, you're, you're not going to win. Right. And the Bills' passing attack, like they can have a bad day on defense on Saturday. Phil Rivers can throw all over them on Saturday. And I still think the Bills are the likelier team to win. Just because of that that offense right now looks unstoppable. And it's not just, you know, that they are hot coming into the playoffs. It's look who they've picked apart offensively. They've picked apart some of the best defenses in the league, like San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Denver, Miami. And this Indianapolis team is right up there with those teams defensively. But I just, I don't know. I think there's they're almost matchup proof. The Bills are because Allen's arm, you can make every throw on the field. You got to cover every inch of the field, and then you got to get pressure on him, right? And you, you want to do that, I guess, with a four man rush because of how strong his arm is. And again, the point about you got to cover every inch of the field. But four man rush, you know, good luck not letting him escape the pocket, and then suddenly he's off and running. And Allen's skill set, and this is really a compliment to them for drafting him and realizing or really thinking that they could make him into a polished passer because I can now appreciate a lot more than I could have two years ago what it means to have a quarterback that can do everything he does because a comparison to if they had made Josh Rosen work or even if they had made Sam Darnold work you know, like, and I actually have confidence that they would have done that. Probably Darnold more so than Rosen. Yeah. That, like, the Bills would have made that work had they ended up with that quarterback. Right. But their offense wouldn't have looked like this. Because, hey, Sam Darnold's got a great arm. You don't have to cover every inch of the field. Sam Darnold's pretty athletic. But you don't have to have a quarterback spy on him for an entire game. And Allen's skill set at, at the foundation of his game is what makes the Bills matchup proof right now for their offense. And that's why I just, again, mentally preparing for the Colts to win, it's not even it's not even near me right now because I think the Bills cannot be stopped offensively. 
Yeah, and another thing is is we're you know go, kind of going back to the Ravens last year, and we've talked about this a lot. Is that the Ravens are not a team designed to come from behind? You know, if the Bills were to have a bad quarter, a bad half, the Bills still have every weapon in their arsenal to make up a deficit, which is so imperative in the playoffs. You're playing good teams. It's crazy to think that one of these good teams will not throw together stretches of good play against you, both offensively and defensively. It's crazy to think that. It's mm-hmm. crazy to think that the Bills will enter the playoffs and just dominate everyone like they did the last three to six weeks. Yeah. It's just not It's just not going to happen. And so to be able to have – say you get down 10 nothing early. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking. But you still have Josh Allen, an incredibly potent offense, an exceptional collection of receivers. Yep. You're confident in coming back from a 10- to 14-point deficit. The Baltimore Ravens last year were not a team able to overcome something like that. And we saw that with the Chiefs. They were down in almost every game in the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. They were down big. What was it, 24-0? They were down to the Texans in the divisional round. They were down 17-7 to the Titans. They were down, what, uh, 20-10? -hmm. They were down 20-10 in the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Bills are now built like that to be able to overcome some bad stretches of play, which you, is massive. You just assume they're going to get their points. And that's why like I don't even know what it sounds like next week if they lose. Like, I don't I don't know what it sounds like because what what happens? Josh Allen almost comes alive in spotlight games as I call them. Like where they're the only game going and the whole country is watching. Like that's really where Josh Allen is at his peak. The Cowboy game. Sunday Night Football, two years in a row against the Steelers. Both pretty pretty darn good games, even though he didn't light the world on fire, forgiven what those defenses were. Every primetime game they just had for the last month and a half. Yeah, right. The Broncos game on Saturday. The Monday night game. Against, he, he always does. And that's not going to be the narrative. It's not going to be, oh, Josh Allen can't do it under the bright lights. It's like, come on. No. That's not right. I mean, if he goes, I guess if he goes wild. If he goes to Wild Josh, like we saw last year against Houston. Kyle Brand calls him Sugar High Josh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I missed that. That's a good one. If he's just launching deep shots to fullbacks again, and he is... Lateraling. They, they don't have a fullback now, actually. It's a good thing. Um, unless you count Reggie Gilliam. Gilliam. That, that's oh, a, isn't he a tight end? That's why. We don't need to get into that. He's <laughs> la- fine. Lee Smith. He's Lee. launching deep balls to Lee Smith. He's laddering the, lateraling the ball backwards when, when he doesn't need to. Like, if that version of Josh Allen comes out, you know, then maybe that will be what we talk about. Because that also has not completely escaped my mind. I don't, I th- I'm trying to remember who said it. It was all, probably a year, it's a year ago now. So, but I think it's Brian Baldinger, and I apologize if that's wrong. But someone came on our station after that Houston game and said... Josh can get better at all these things. He can get better at his deep ball accuracy. He can get better with his decision making. You know, he can get better with his short to intermediate accuracy. He can he can get better at almost everything. But you will always have the worry. And he will always have it in him to do what he did in that Texan game. Mm. Where he goes bonkers. And he starts to play hero ball. Bonkers he'll, not in a good way. No, right. He'll, <laughs> right, in a bad way. He'll always have that in him. And that is not lost on me. That It is somewhere buried in there. Hopefully it is buried enough in there that it will never come out again. But that's what I wonder. If that game is close down the stretch, what Josh Allen do we see? 
I would bet on seeing the Josh Allen we've seen this year and not who we saw in that Texan game. I would bet on that too. But I'm also not completely throwing out that that version of Josh Allen could show up again. But again, I'm kind of reaching here to find a way the Bills lose this game because I just think they're going to. And as to like why they're going to – Go ahead. You just said they're going to lose? No, I don't, I don't know how I'll – yeah, I don't know how they're going to lose. Okay. Other than that. I, I'm sorry. I'm confused at what you just said. Uh, the, uh, the Right, and I agree with you. The, the only thing that would concern me is something uh, like a special teams touchdown, defensive yeah, touchdown, oh, right. like, uh, turnovers. Getting that, lucky. Like, to me, that's kind yeah. of where the game needs to go, and that kind of goes to your point about you know sugar sure. high Josh Allen mm. is something the Bills will have to gaff to lose. Yeah, there has to be it, there has to be breaks that go in favor of the Colts. Right. Missed field goals, exactly. fumbles, return touchdowns. If yeah. the Bills play fundamental, perfect football, like they have been, like they have been. <laughs> if you if you lose to the Chiefs forty eight to forty five, mm. you shake their hand and say you got me. You know, for this is a different game because the the Bills are better, and I don't think that's even arguable. Mm-hmm. If the Bills play, I don't even want to say they don't even have to play to their full potential. Just no, they don't. don't they, don't their margin of error is away. so much higher. Their margin of error is so much higher. Yes, agreed, completely. And um, don't give the game away, and that's part of what the Texans game was was giving the game away. Yeah. Uh, as to why we're maybe not as hyped up for this game as. You might think we should be. Uh, Nate Geary, who you'll hear with me on Saturday morning before the game, just tweeted in, I ultimately think the shine and excitement of wildcard weekend has worn off. People aren't as nutty about wildcard weekend because we're getting used to it here now. And that's actually three year, three times in four years. Yep. Because against that Jaguars team, I was so fired up for that game, and I had no reason to think the Bills were going to do anything in the playoffs then. It was just, oh, we're here. This is awesome. I think, no, it is, Joe. I think the feeling of the, if the Bills had won against the Jaguars or the Texans, the feeling would have been elation. Both, game, both games were close, by the way, so yeah. The, the feeling would yeah. have been elation. Yep. This time, the feeling would be relief. Hmm, we got to end on that. That's a, that's a great way to end the segment. Uh, say it one more time. Just so I don't mess it up. So wh- part of the reason Wild Card Weekend, especially with a 13-3 and Bills team that's just dominant offensively, part of the reason it's losing some of its luster, as Nate said, is because if the Bills had beaten the Jaguars, if the Bills had beaten the Texans in, the two, in their two previous playoff perf- uh, appearances, it would have been elation that they got to the playoffs and won a playoff game. This time, it's relief because you better win this game. Boom. That, that's it right there. Um, 8030550 is the phone number. How hyped are you for this game on Saturday? And we will get to some Deshaun Watson stuff because it was reported last night that, there, that a trade might not be something you rule out. And now Ian Rappaport is tweeting about Deshaun Watson being extremely unhappy, and we'll get into the details of that when we come back, because that would be momentous in the AFC if that quarterback is on the move. We'll talk about that and what the report is right when we return. Jody Biasi and Brendan Keeney here on the Nightcap on WGR.
He's been asked to be Phillip Rivers, and that's exactly what he's delivered. He's had a quintessential Phillip Rivers type season, completing 68% of his passes. That was the second best mark in the history of the franchise in terms of completion percentage. This is a team right now that's ready to kind of take off and win here at the moment. They just needed more efficient quarterback play from what they had from Jacoby Brissett in 2019. And with the pandemic going on and all that and a lot of uncertainty, they went for a guy they knew that can come in here and deliver. And that's exactly what Phillip Rivers has done. The offense is night and day better from what they had last season when they went 7-9. and nine. Matt Taylor, Colts play-by-play man, on with Howard and Jeremy. Rivers or the field for the Colts starting quarterback in 2021? Week one. The field. Deshaun Watson. I agree. Deshaun I'm, Watson. I'm kidding. Thank you for giving me the segue, though, that I needed. <laughs> um, Ian Rappaport is reporting now, and this is, comes after there was trade rumors about Deshaun Watson last night, that them were kind of dispelled a little bit by other reporters, and now we have this. Ian Rappaport says, Texans quarterback, Desha- of NFL Network, Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson extremely unhappy with the organization after owner Cal McNair informed him he would be involved in the GM and coach hiring process and provide feedback, but then did neither in the hire of GM Nick Casario. Come on. Sources say. What are you doing? That's all your franchise has. Making him on... Right. This is, by the way, an owner that is... Already not well-liked. Yeah, he he's had some bad comments that players would not like. Correct. Um... And you give Watson any reason to be unhappy given the season you just had? And the lack of future in front of you? I don't think this is nothing. I think he could be on a different team. I do too. And he, I, this well, is the nuclear option. Is there a, is there a betting line on Probably will he be a – if you could look that up, that would be really fascinating. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But, but what, here's the thing. What would, you, what would you anticipate? What would you bet on? I think I would bet on Deshaun Watson being on another team come September. I would still bet on him being on Houston, but if you gave me decent odds, I would pick. I would admit, I would want to bet him being on a different team. What do you think? We're going to see a story in a few weeks about how ownership met with Watson again, profusely apologized. Yeah. And that can happen. I mean, look at what happened with Carson Wentz. Sunday, it was like, oh, this is over. Yeah. You know, he want, he's going to plan. He's planning to ask for a trade. Now he's a healthy scratch. So they're preventing him from getting injured so they can trade him. It's like, all right, Carson Wentz is done Philadelphia. And then 48 hours later, it's, oh, well, you know, he wants to think about his future. And he hopes it doesn't end in divorce. And now maybe Wentz is back there. So I think it could change a lot in a couple of days. But sitting here today, it makes a lot of sense for Watson to want out. More so than the Wentz comparison. Because Wentz, like, he... He's not good. <laughs> no, he's terrible. And that organization put all of their faith in him as their franchise quarterback. And, like, you go somewhere else, there's a lot of volatility to that. You have one more bad season on a new team, and maybe you're nowhere now. Whereas, you stay in Philadelphia, you could have another bad season, and you probably get someone else to give you a shot after that. So, it made more sense for Wentz to stay. Watson, we know he's elite. We know he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. He's also 24 years old. That's crazy to me. And that franchise is going nowhere in a hurry. They are bereft of draft picks. They don't have their third overall pick, which Miami has. 
They traded away DeAndre Hopkins, his number one wide receiver, for nothing. They had another good number one wide receiver in Will Fuller, but guess what? He's headed out the door in free agency, and there's nothing that makes it sound like he's staying there right now. Well, why would he? And especially now, right, that Watson's future's up in the air. Why would Fuller resign there? And J.J. Watt now is talking about maybe he's played his last game for the Texans. The whole thing is crashing down. I like to Houston. think the Buffalo Bills were the downfall of the Houston Texans. The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. If I'm Watson, get me out of there. Yeah. And like, it makes too much logical sense for him to want out anyway. And then to have this on top of it, right. where I don't maybe he asked by the way to have say in it, which I think is within his right. But to, it's not like the owner said we want to keep that, you know. And we want to keep that in the, the top of the organization making those decisions. So, like, respectively, respectively, we have to say no. Like, that's different than, oh, yeah, you're going to be involved. <laughs> and just not, of course you're going to be involved. Just and then they hire the, a guy, party, and, yeah, yeah. and he finds out in the media, like, what are you doing, Texans? Yeah. So if I'm Watson, yeah, get me out of there. I don't even know if I care where it is. It's, I don't care if it's the Jets. What if it's the Patriots? Don't do that Would to me. Would you care then? Don't do that to me. Would I care if I'm Watson or if I care if I'm me? Because hey, I'm me, I don't want that. Deshaun Get that Watson out of my face. had an MVP season and went, what did they go, 4-12? and 12? Yes. Yeah. 4,800 passing And games. that was with Brandon Cooks, which is head and shoulders better than any weapon he would have on New England. New England, better defense, though. Number one team in the league in special teams, if you care about that. If you still think Bill Belichick is Belichick one is of the a elite coach. coaches. Yeah. They won, they won seven games. They won seven games without Watson. They could have been a playoff team if he was their quarterback this year. They would they would intimidate me. They would scare me if they had Deshaun Watson. Way more than the Dolphins do. Yes. Until, until the Dolphins get a better quarterback than Tua or he if they takes roll a in huge with Tua, leap. Yeah. Yeah. But Watson on the Patriots. What's your favorite match? That's why I hate for, it. What's your favorite match as for, far as a team and Watson? Assuming and just hypothetically, Watson plays on another team. What's your favorite match? I, I want to like, say the Bears. What about the San Francisco 49ers? The Niners, that's the dream. Actually, that's the dream. You're right. Like, the Bears actually make a lot of sense for, like, why they would want to do it. Right. And, you know, Watson, too. Well, maybe not, because they're losing Allen Robinson. Their future on offense is kind of up in the air. Um, and also, I hate watching the Bears. The Bears <laughs> just suck. No one wants I was to watch so the irritated that they made the playoffs. But, but yeah, the Niners are Kyle Shanahan, bright young offensive mind in the league, a proven bright young mind in the in the NFL. You got your weapons. You've got, you got great, your great receivers. Defense. Yeah, Debo Samuel is a great wide receiver. Ayuk. And Brandon Ayuk, amazing rookie year. George Kittle's one of the best tight ends in football. Yep. He he's second to Travis Kelsey, and he's seven years younger. Um, good stable of running backs. You know, th- there's a lot going on there. And, yeah, I think if I'm Watson, I like San Francisco. I think if I'm just a casual NFL, NFL fan, I like San Francisco. And if I'm a Bills fan, I like San Francisco. Because uh, yep. there There's are two, the two, maybe three AFC East teams that would be calling Houston about that. I'm not even discounting Miami would be calling Houston about that. Maybe the Texans want their draft pick back. Wow. They wouldn't do that. Who wouldn't? Miami? The Texans. They wouldn't do it for three straight up. Why? Because he's he's too good for that. You're taking on too much risk in whether the new guy is going to be good. If you know you're going full rebuild anyway, and you're not going to be able to win with Watson, but he's under contract. If I'm Houston, what what is and his he, dead cap he wants look like? Out? Do you know? 
Is he? Does he? Does I, I they, saw they a report saying that's a pretty tradable contract. Twenty-five million in dead cap. Okay. Stomachable. Completely stomachable for a team that's going to do a that could do a full rebuild. I'm not doing it though. He's got three years left on his contract. No way am I doing that. Actually, he's got four years left in his deal. Do because you they think have that the, the Texans could compete in three years? If they couldn't compete this year, do you think they can compete in three years? I don't think so. But if I'm the GM of the Texans, I'd probably convince myself that I can. So With what? With what capital? Desh- Deshaun Watson. <laughs> like, I don't know. How good a team do I have to build if he's my quarterback? Apparently a lot better of one. That Last year they weren't built that great. They are fine. Right, Their offensive they, line still had holes other than Laramie Tunsil. They had DeAndre Hopkins. They, they had a great wide receiver, an elite wide receiver. They still had holes on the defensive side. You know, they, they running back, like, the running game wasn't great. It, it was Watson and Hopkins. They had a bad head coach, too. That's another big part of the equation. I don't know. Houston, to me, it doesn't make sense for them to trade him because he's under contract, and you are, uh, to me, it is unreasonable to think you're going to find a better guy. You're, just, you're not going to upgrade. But if and he doesn't it, want to play for you, so, what are you going to get better than the third pick in the draft? Well, what's he going to do? Sit out for four years? No. And then you don't accrue the seasons. It's like you could play the long game with them. And you never want to do that, and teams never do do that. Exactly. Um, That's kind of where I'm getting it. Like if Deshaun right. Watson wants to force his hand in a trade, he's not. we're not playing this game for three more years. Right. Uh, Matthew just tweeted in, the best part about the Watson news is sitting here as a Bills fan and not <laughs> arguing about throwing our hat in the ring. Now, thank you, Matt, because actually where I was... No, I'm just kidding. I'm yes. not going to that. No, I'm not going to go into whether the Bills should trade for Deshaun Watson. Josh Allen straight up. No, Jeez. not happening. Um, all right, we're going to take a time out here. We're going to get to our interview of the day when we come back. Jim Miller from SiriusXM. Good stuff on the Colts with Howard and Jeremy. That's right after this here on WGR.